Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be in whatever time zone you may be in as you are listening to the sound of my voice. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, I am so excited to be with you on this beautiful day. God is a great, great God with wonders to behold, and every day that he has given us the ability to be above ground, the ability to have life, the ability to have breath in our bodies is a day for us to rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Well, today is just kind of one of those freestyle days. Um, I invite you all um, just to call in and share your heart and your thoughts on everything that's going on that's trending right now. We are in the midst of so much. (laughs) It's like, you know, every time you turn around, it's something else that um, has sparked response from our nation, response from our president, Uh, just response in general to everything that is going on. So um, I wanted to just open up the airwaves today and allow you to share what was in your heart. And if if you don't, (laughs) I will share what's in mine. Um, We're waiting on on my co-host to to join in. We know that um, they also work, and sometimes um, it causes them a delay um, in joining in. But you know what? God is still good. He is still, still good. I want to definitely start off the broadcast with prayers going up uh, for the church in Antioch, Tennessee, Um, that unfortunately experienced a church shooting this morning. I have read where one person has has succumbed and um, and others are in critical condition and in surgery, and our heart goes out to those families. Um, You know, I, I... God God is omnipotent, God is all-powerful, God is all-knowing, but God also gave each and every one of us the freedom of choice, um, the freedom to choose to um, 
do what is right, to do um, what is, is pleasing in his sight. And quite often, people choose not to do that. There is evil in this world, um, in case you guys have not noticed. There, there is definite evil in this world, and uh, we, we have to recognize and understand that. We have to realize that, you know, some things that happen, um, we, we find ourselves questioning. We don't understand why. Um, it does not make sense. It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Think about this. It does not make sense for someone to take a gun to a church to shoot somebody. What kind of sense could that possibly make? Absolutely none. However, this individual did it from what I read, um, and basically that's what I did. I just went online and, and read about it, and from what I read, he he um, shot someone, first of all, in the parking lot of the church, an older woman, um, and then went inside the church and just started shooting from in there. I, I just, I promise you, I cannot wrap my mind around someone that would do that. I really can't. I don't understand it. Um, it makes absolutely no sense to me at all, none whatsoever. However, this is the world in which we live, and it's very, very frightening. Um, he was subdued by an usher in the church who um, they got into a fight, and, and the guy tried to basically pistol whoop him. And, um, oh, my God, it just escalated from there. And, and things are crazy. And then the usher went out to his car and got his gun and came back in to make sure that this individual did not do any other harm to anybody else. So, I, I, again, I am I'm at all um, uh, the mentality or lack thereof, I guess, of what some people are capable of doing. It, it just it doesn't compute to me. It just does not compute to me. But you know what? Again, as I said at the top of the show, God is absolutely positively still in control. We have to understand that though we may not understand what happens and why it happens, we must keep our heart straight in the fact that he is yet in control. Okay, he gave us all free will. Some, unfortunately, um, use it for evil. They allow the enemy um, to use them to do unspeakable things, and this is an unspeakable act in my opinion. But uh, we have to pray for this individual. Apparently, he is still alive. The gunman is still alive, and we know Beyond all, even though in our anger we may say some things and believe some things and, and even curse at some things, we have to keep in mind that God loves even the gunman. And he would prefer that this individual would turn his life over to him and allow him to redirect his course of life, to redirect his steps, to redirect his, his learn, yearning and leading um, to the things that are not of God. God would prefer that this person would repent and really, really give himself in his life over to God. So I know that, you know, in our anger, we will lash out, we will say some things, and a lot of you, being in the body of Christ now, will not take the time to pray righteous prayers for this individual. Yet you want God to forgive you. So 
Um, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. The same way you desire God's forgiveness in your life, we have to show forth that forgiveness in the lives of others. And and I know um, I'll probably get some, some bad feedback from this, but I am saying it because I have lived through it. Because I know there's a lot of you that would say, well, what if somebody took the life of one of your loved ones? Would you pray for that person? Um, I hear you. I hear you. And the answer is, yes, I would and have, okay? I've walked this thing out. Now, let me preface that by saying I didn't walk it out perfectly, and in the beginning I had the same feelings that probably those, the loved ones of that person that, that lost their life and, um, and probably the, the same feelings that you may be having regarding this situation. So let me be honest with you. You know, don't think I walk on water and I'm right all the time because God in heaven knows I'm not, which is why I'm so prone more often than not to pray for the forgiveness of others because I need his forgiveness each and every day. And I would pray and I would hope that you too would seek his forgiveness on a daily basis, recognizing and understanding that we need him daily. We cannot do this thing called life without him. So we need him to forgive us. We definitely need him to forgive us the same way he will ask us to forgive others. So um, I had an experience where my son-in-law was murdered, literally, and I was not a happy camper. I won't tell you that um, I had love and forgiveness in my heart for the people that did that. Um, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, it did not take time for me to develop um, the mentality that I needed, okay? But God was yet faithful. God stood by me, and I had, I promise you, this is truth, I had the foresense to say, God, I know I've got to go through some things right now. I know that... um, There are some things that I have to figure out with inside myself, some some situations and some emotions that I have to go through. Um, And I recognize that. I I definitely recognize that. Um, And so what I did, I asked God to please, to please, 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 um, please keep me close to your heart. That's what I asked the Lord. Um, while I was going through this. I'm sorry, you probably hear me kind of being scattered right now. Um, someone is trying to comment. I'm trying to let them know I'm, I'm live on the air right now. Um, but, hey, man, this is live. This is live radio. So let me uh, let me just um, express what it is that I'm doing. Um, but at any rate, you know, I had to ask God to, to help me. I, I really did. I had to ask God to... Um, to walk with me through this thing and to to be my guide, seriously, to be my guide in the midst of it all. And he did. He did that for me. Now, it took me quite some time. I'm going to be really, really honest. It took me quite some time to get to that place of forgiveness. So that's why I'm saying to you, I'm speaking to you what I know to be true. You can get to that place. I'm not saying it's an easy place to get to. But God had to show me, just as I am sharing with you, that he desired um, to save those people. 
I, I wasn't desiring to save them. I'm just being honest, okay? I, that was not my heart. That was not my heart at all. Oh, um, not at all. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Um, he got me to that place. And how he got me to that place was showing me how precious souls are to him, how precious souls are to him. And so that's, that's why I'm imploring you to pray for this individual. It is a very sad, sad scenario. And, um, and we, really, we really have to uh, pray, for the souls of indivi- uh, pray for the souls of individuals who have a mindset to take um, the life of somebody else seriously. It's um it's sad. It's sad, it's sad, it's sad. Anyway, um so let us uh let us keep that lifted up in prayer. I, you know what? One of the other things that I am seeing really, really um trending right now and finding it to be very, very interesting is this thing with the NFL. <laughs> this thing with the NFL. Um to I, I I'm gonna be honest. Part of it is really comical to me. Um and maybe it's because I am not that great sports enthusiast. Um, part of it is comical, part of it is sad, and part of it just makes absolutely no sense to me, seriously. Um, the part that I find comical is uh, a couple of months ago there was this big push that was online, and it was, you know, to take a stand and to boycott the NFL this season and not watch it, and, oh, there was supposed to be, and this was in support of Colin Kaepernickel, whatever, Colin, Colin Kaepernickel, I think is his name. Um, You can tell I am not a football person. My husband is a sports nut, but um, not me. Anyway, everybody was all up in arms. And um, they were going to boycott this thing and all of this. And to me, it really, really became comical because as they were all up in arms, they were going to do all of this. All of a sudden, football season started, and you go on Facebook and you see all of these posts and everybody supporting their team. And and I it was I actually put up a post a couple of Sundays ago and. Boycott, just you know, just um, I was really being facetious, but you know, here's my thing, and this was this was really part of my post, to be honest with you. I said that if there was as much solidarity, basically, in the body of Christ for the things of God as there is for people to be in front of their television set every Sunday to watch the NFL imagine what we could accomplish. It was like, you know, everybody was gung-ho and, and it was all over this thing about taking the knee and and the flag and whichever way you, you, you believe, you know, I, I'm not here to, to judge one or the other whether it was tr- good to take the knee or not or whatever. You know, that, that is not my, uh, my intent for this. That is not my intent at all. It is just a matter of fact, though, that I just find it very, very comical that, you know, everybody was on board. And it wasn't just that they were going to boycott the NFL. They were going to take those Sunday afternoons that they would have been 
watching um, the NFL, and they were going to take that time to go back into their neighborhoods and into their communities and mentor young men and um, start ground um, startup programs that would teach our young men a better way of life. And, you know, it was supposed to be very constructive. So I was behind it. I, I was 100% with it. Um, I called my husband and I, I told him about it and everything. And, you know, there was there was this uh, hmm, hesitation in his voice, too, that, uh, what are you trying to say? You don't want me to watch football? And it was like, really? <laughs> so, but it, be that as it may, and he agreed he was going to participate. But for all of those that, that said they were going to participate and didn't, I was just I was amazed. I was just amazed at the power that watching this sport has over people. That amazed me. It really did. Well fast forward now and our president has gotten involved and again whether you are for them taking the knee or not for them taking the knee, that's not what this is about. This is strictly uh, me voicing the the craziness of the the time in which we live. Okay, it, it's just it's really funny to me, basically because now the president is angry because um, of the take a knee thing, and so now he really wants people to boycott the NFL and don't go to the games um, as a show that. Um, you know, you will not stand for the disrespect of the flag, okay, by people taking the knee because that's disrespecting the flag and, you know, you need to take that stand that you're not going to stand for that, um, et cetera, et cetera. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, so um, quote, unquote, people of color supposedly are boycotting it uh, because of the fact that, that Colin – um, is now not playing in the NFL and um, can't find a job in the NFL because of this supposedly blatant disrespect of the flag by taking a knee. Um, and now and now the president is saying, don't go to the games because they should fire all of the NFL players that take a knee during the game. And since um, the owners – and the coaches won't fire them, then you shouldn't support the NFL. And I promise you, I'm reading this, okay, and I fell out laughing because I'm going, okay, so you got one set of people who's um, not going, <laughs> okay? This is so funny to me. You got one set of people who's not going to the games um, because, they're boycotting the fact that the NF players are taking a knee. You've got another set of people who are not participating or watching the game because um, they won't support the people <laughs> that take a knee. So in the long run, the NFL will be done if everybody stands their gun and um, does not participate. This was, this was I, I just found it kind of comical personally. It's like, Okay, and then and it was like, okay, the president really thought that this was this, this big idea that he came up with to boycott the NFL. Like, um, have you at all been paying any attention to what is going on right now? Huh? I, 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 that that was just like, okay, really. <laughs> 
that was just hysterical to me. I'm sorry. I'm just like, okay, uh, possibly you might want to catch up with the times and figure out what's going on. But anyway, then we've got this thing out here where um, North Korea keeps uh, playing with these bombs. They're going to mess around and blow their own self up is what's going to happen by the time they get through. Um, while they're doing all this testing because they keep they keep um, causing these earthquakes and what have you um, to happen. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> do you really understand that, you know, you're messing your own self up, you're messing up your country while you're here trying to come out here and play with the big boys and show that you got some power. It's, well, anyway, um, to me it's one of those things that, you know, my – um, bodily part is bigger than your bodily part, and so you know, let's get into this contest. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And this is, you know, I, I I am really, really, really at that place of saying, you know what, Father, you <laughs> you have got to be sitting up there thinking, all right, I'm gonna give a one last chance to get it together. And if they don't, I'm coming. It's just like I'm a part to see. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a part the sky. And anybody that's not ready just is not ready, and they just will be left behind. I, I'm serious. It's just it's really, really crazy the times in which, which we live. Now, that being said, we still have to hold to stand firm on the principles of God, hold to his unchanging hand, and recognize and understand, as I said at the top of the show, he is yet in control. Sometimes that's difficult to do. Sometimes that's a hard one, you know, because you look around and you just be like, oh, my God, do you really see what's happening? Do you really understand the depth of what your creation is doing? And then it also will make you stop and think and realize why the word of God says creation itself, the very thing that God created, creation itself is actually moaning and groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. I mean, it, think about the weather conditions and what has happened. We've had hurricane after hurricane, earthquake after earthquake. I mean, this is all within the past month. I mean, it's just like happening over and over and over. And there's another one, um, tropical storm out there in the middle of the Atlantic right now forming. It, it is just it's been catastrophic, but it is creation saying that, you know, they literally are groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Where are we? Where are those that God has chosen to make a difference in the earth realm? You saw during Hurricane Irma that those people went to the beaches and started praying and commanding the storm to turn. And though there was devastation, there was nowhere near the devastation that would have occurred had those people not been praying. And I tell you, had they been on their post long before that intimate, intimate danger was about to come upon them, they wouldn't have been in the condition for any devastation to happen. We are a, a pressure-driven people, whereas we will get on our posts and we will seek the face of God and we'll cry out and we'll band together when danger is at hand. But what about before danger 
platforms? What about before that danger has been released in the earth realm? Imagine if we could come together with that same solidarity and stick to our guns and hold fast to the things of God prior to these things being unleashed in the earth realm. Imagine the difference that it would make. Imagine that. We also are in prayer for the island of Puerto Rico and for the Virgin Islands. They have been hit twice by devastating hurricanes within a couple of weeks of each other. You know, I promise you, people, we've got to open our eyes. We've got to really, really recognize and understand God is saying, he's speaking loud and clear, and even his creation is crying out loud and clear and saying, where are the sons of God? Where is the manifestation that needs to come together? If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, Seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Do you not understand how badly our land needs to be healed? I kind of joked about some situations that's going on right now and some things that are trending, but the reality is the seriousness of this thing is that this is the hour in which God is looking for the manifestation of his children, of his children. I'm currently in the midst of 21 days of declarations. It's uh, a a, a um, movement that literally God had led me to start, and it's being carried out on Facebook and on LinkedIn and um, Google+. Plus. Um, where every day for 21 days we are making declarations over ourselves based on the word of God. We take a scripture a day, and based on that scripture, we make declarations over our lives. This is day four of that. And I promise you the point of it is, is to change our mindset, change our thinking, turn it around so that in our, our everyday life, We are pushing closer and closer to the word of God and what it has declared for us. Instead of just, we are bombarded every day with the world. We are bombarded with the news. Everything is catastrophic. Everything is doom and gloom. You know, I, I was listening to the, the weather reports, to be honest with you. I was just on weather.com as I was following the trajectory of the storms. And as I listened, every single broadcast kept putting out into the atmosphere how catastrophic it was going to be, how much destruction it was going to, to have. I mean, every single broadcast kept saying that over and over again. And as I listened to that, I thought about it and I said, you know, God, we, we've got to take a stand and change those words. No wonder there's so much destruction behind the storms. No wonder there's so much deceit going on in the world. No wonder there's so much death and killing and and all these things going forth because these things are being played, these words are being played out in our atmosphere daily, daily. 
we're hearing the same thing. We're hearing it on every news broadcast. We're repeating it. We're rehearsing it. We're reposting it on social media. And we keep putting this devastation out in the atmosphere. But what would happen if we, as the saints of God, as the children of the Most High, as those ones that were created in his image and in his likeness, for dominion, to subdue this earth realm, if we were to stand up and speak daily the words of God, not the words of the newscaster, not the words of the media, uh, the weather person, uh, if we were to stand and speak the words of God, those life-changing words of God, would that not make a difference in the world in which we live? We have been called to be change agents. We have been called to literally change the atmosphere in which we reside. But we can't just be pressure cookers. We can't just wait until the pressure is on and then decide we're going to come together and loose those words. We need to be doing it now. Prepare for war in the time of peace. We need to be coming together as a show of unity in the body. And saying, no, 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 this, all of these words of devastation, we cancel them in the name of Jesus. We decree and we declare the life-giving, life-savoring, saving, life-altering words of God over the lives of the people so that we can change the outcome of what's going on. You change your mindset. You change that that you are confession. Change your declaration over your life. Then you can change your outcome. You can change your, the, the, the way your children will turn out. You can change the things that they will encounter on a daily basis. God said in his word, he looked for a man to make up a hedge and found none. What if you stood up and you said, God, I am that man? And when I say man, I mean, I don't mean it in the sense of male. I mean it in the sense of being. He created us. Male and female created he them. But he called us all man, mankind. If we come together, if we take a stand, if we start speaking what thus saith the Lord and not what thus saith the people, we can make a difference. We can make a huge difference, and we need to start doing that. And so that's the point of these 21 days of declaration. And if you're hearing this and you want to join in, please go on my Facebook page. Um, I'm on Facebook, Elder Coilette James. Coilette is spelled C-O-Y-L-E-T-T-E, last name James, J-A-M-E-S. Go on, join us. Join us in this. We are changing our declarations. There have been people that have literally told you for years that you would not amount to anything. They've told you that your dreams meant nothing. They've told you that you lack the ability to do the things that God has placed in your heart to do. We are coming together and we're making declarations and decrees and we're changing our mindset. We're renouncing and canceling out all those negative thoughts and words that have been spoken against us. We're replacing them with the word of God that says we have been fearfully and wonderfully made in the image and likeness of God. And guess what? God did not create any junk. And he did not create anything just to be doing it. Everything had a purpose and a reason. 
for his creation, including you. So we have to change what we're confessing over ourselves, over our children. Imagine, you know, the lives of your babies, all right, that, that possibly you have been detrimental in beating them down with your words. Let's put it out there. You have told them you ain't going to never be nothing. You have told them you just like your daddy. You have told them that you stupid. You have told them all of these negative things. You have broken their spirit and caused them to believe that they cannot accomplish that that God created them for. Let's be real. Let's be real. Some of us are guilty. But you can change that. You can call it. They may be grown. They may be out of your house. But you need to turn it around. You need to call them and apologize. You need to give them um, affirmation. You need to say, you know what, baby, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that in my lifetime I was angry and I took my anger out on you. You need to say, I am so sorry that I inflicted the same pain on your life as was inflicted on my life because a lot of times all we do is echo what we have heard when we grew up. We echo what was said about us instead of changing the course of things. Call them. Say, baby, I'm sorry. Mama didn't mean to do that to your life. Daddy didn't mean to do that to you. I am so sorry. And I want you to know that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made, and there is greatness inside of you begging to come out. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for someone that's going to abuse you. Don't settle for someone that will reject you. Don't settle. Don't settle for what people have said about you, including me. But aspire to be all that God created you to be. Aspire to be all that God has said that you can be. You need to do that. You need to do that. Seriously, this is for somebody because I promise you it was not on my agenda to say this. But God is speaking right now. This is prophetic, and God is speaking right now, and he is telling you, you need to swallow your pride. You need to recognize that you have said some things and done some things that just shouldn't have been said or done in your child's life. And you need to make it right. You need to go to them. Let me tell you, you going to them and apologizing to them will make such a profound impact on their lives that all that you had said all of those years will be eradicated. It'll be wiped away. It'll be wiped away. And it will start a new day for their lives. They may not want to spend a whole bunch of time with you. They may not um, lovingly embrace you and say, oh, okay, thank you, I forgive you. They may not do that. But I promise you, God is saying right now that you will sow a seed in them that will carry them through life. And then you need to get on your face and you need to pray for them and you need to pray against every word that you ever spoke against them. And every word that anybody else spoke against them and everything that you allowed to come against them. It's time to take up your post. 
Parents, it's time to stand strong and mighty on behalf of your babies, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. I don't care what stage of life you are in, and maybe your babies are still babies and you can turn it around while they're young and build them up, you know, or maybe they're, as I said before, maybe they're grown and out of your house, but you can still turn that thing around. And maybe they have fought against all things and all that you have said about them and have still made something out of themselves, and you're sitting there saying, well, they did okay. You know, I must not have did that much harm. They are okay. I'm telling you right now, they still need to hear from you. They still need to know that they are somebody and worth something. They are valuable. So we give God praise. I have, um, I see somebody on the line. Your area code is 512. Um, Your line is open. Did you care to share? Hello? Area code 512. Okay. Well, it looked like your, your hand was up to speak, but amen. Um, but, yes, you, you know, we have to get to that place of understanding our value in the midst of everything that is going on. And, and sometimes you have to explain things um, to your children. You may not have shared with your children um, what you grew up in and what life was like for you growing up. You, you may not um, have ever shared your hardships so they don't understand. They just think that you're hard. Um, and sometimes it's, it's good to share. Sometimes it's good to share. And, and some things are very, very painful to you and some things you may have suppressed with inside yourself, which is why you don't want to share But I promise you, I promise you, our kids are more resilient than we think they are, and they're a lot more intelligent than we give them credit for, seriously. So do that, do that. Like I said, this is is prophetic. Um, You need to do that. You need to do that. So some other topics that are are trending. um, there's, there's actually, there's a lot going on right now. Seriously, there is a lot going on. I see my co-host is trying to call in. And um, hold on for me one moment. Let's see if we can get her on the line here. Tanya, are you there? Hello? Oh, well, that did not work. That did not work. Not quite sure what's going on there. We're going to try this again. Okay, we'll try again. So um, some other topics that, that are out there and that are trending right now. Ah, okay. Um, some other topics that are trending right now um, is our President, <laughs> our president. You know what? I and I, I have I said repeatedly. I, I will not. I will not. I refuse to get caught up in the hype of everything that everybody is saying um, about our president. I'm serious. He he's still the president, um, and the word of God has said for us to um, pray for those that are in leadership. 
Um, God knows he needs it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. God knows he needs it. But uh, we've got to learn to stop just um, vocalize negativity. You know, um, every president that has ever sat in that office had good and bad qualities, um, some worse than others, some better than others. Um, and I don't believe that there's anyone that will ever sit in that office that um, will be perfect because none of us are perfect. None are perfect. But um, so, some mm, some cause more um, issues than others, let me put it that way. But what I – and the reason I'm bringing this up is because – what I am hearing and seeing is amazing to me, be it whether you support Trump or not, whether you supported Obama or not. That's not the topic of my discussion right this moment. My thing is is that what is being said is that there has never been a president in history that has been such scrutiny and had so many people coming against him um, as what's going on in the White House right now with President Trump. And, uh, again, I, I kind of find that a little humorous. <laughs> and and we're being asked to pray for him, which is right. We are, we are supposed to pray for him. Please, please, please hear me. Um, if you're part of the body of Christ and you believe in the word of God, the word of God says pray for those that are in authority. So we need to do that. Uh, but the, the notion that no president in history has ever been under this type of scrutiny is ridiculous. I, I remember, I'm going to just go back to our last president. I remember um, actual congressmen attending um, prayer vigils, prayer meetings, and telling the people to pray for his death, <laughs> literally. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. To pray for this man's death, you know, not impeachment, to pray that he would die. Um, and I'm going, wow but you're telling us no one has ever been under that type of scrutiny. Think back to JFK with all the, the things that he encountered because of the Vietnam War and to the point where they took it so far that they assassinated him. Go back to Lincoln and think about the scrutiny and everything that he had to encounter with the Civil War. And like JFK, um, his very life was taken. Um, I, I think that we have to be mindful of the sensationalism of uh, what we listen to and what we avail ourselves to, um, to jump on the bandwagon and believe um, and repeat. We need to watch that. We really, really do. Again, whether you are for this individual or not for this individual, whether you are for the last president or not for the last president, all of that is inconsequential when you're in the body of Christ because technically you are under a whole different set of rules and regulations because you are a citizen of the kingdom of God first. And so being a citizen of the kingdom of God first, as the word of God says in the sixth chapter of Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God, we need to stop participating in the ways of the world. 
We are in the world but not of the world. And as long as we keep participating in the ways of the world, we will find ourselves not being the change agent that we were called to to be. Just as I talked about a few minutes ago, we are called to make a difference in this earthworm. We are called to speak those things that be not as though they were. We were called to take dominion. God said for us to be fruitful and multiply and subdue and take dominion. That was part of our God-given mandate in our creation. And if all we do is mimic what the world is saying and we don't take up our rightful place to change things and to expand the kingdom of God in this earth realm, then we are not doing that for which we were created. We are not allowing God to have the full use of who we are in him. And that's not good. That is so not good. So we've got to get get into this place as we've just been talking about random things and things that are trending and things that are going on in, in our world and in our society right now. We've got to understand that in it all and through it all, we have been called and given a mandate to be a change agent of God and to speak those things that God would have occurring right now, to stop just mimicking and imitating what we read and what we hear. Again, if we're going to put something in the atmosphere, we need to put in the atmosphere the word of God. And I see my sister has made it on the line. Hello, Tanya. How are you? I am awesome, Seth. I just wanted to give my shout out. I was at work and been kind of crazy, and I was just hearing a little bit of what you were talking about. And I just want to say hello. Well, hey, hey. We have just kind of been bouncing all over the place today, just dealing with different topics that are trending um, and things that are going over in, on in the world. And, and kind of like the flow is basically who, what have we been called to do in the midst of all of these different things that are going on? We as the body of Christ, what is the mandate on our lives? Just kind of, you know, share your heart with with that. Well, I'm going to tell you this much, since it is a lot going on, and, and again, I think we talk about it all the time, and about when you turn on the radio and you hear the things that's going on, the situation, and with Korea, and with North, you know, North Korea or whatever, and us, and, you know, it's, you know, it's so easy to get sidetracked, so... You know, you just got to really keep your focal point right now on top of everybody. It's not easy keeping your focal point, not when you have your own issues to deal with in your life and then the affairs of the world and you're hearing about it. But, see, we have to go by the word of God when it tells us don't worry about things that are much higher than we. And so I try to keep that in mind. And, you know, I was talking to my husband this morning a little bit about what's going on. He's talking about Korea, and I had to tell him, I said, you know what's weird? I'm not scared. I don't have, I, I thank God for that. But when I come to work, a lot of times, you know, you hear in the members, you don't ever know what's going on with people in the world. And, and I hear my members say all the time, God, why are you just, you're so great. You're just so jolly. And you know what I tell them? But isn't this what we've been called to do, to be that light in this time Amen. of darkness? And, yes. and I know it's not easy right now. I know it's not easy. But it's still, let me tell you something. It takes so much less energy to put a smile on your face than a frown. It, you know, it mm. takes so much energy, trust me. I'm dealing with a contentious 17, uh, 16-year-old right now. 
that does everything she can right now to strip me of my joy. But I'm going to tell you something. I refuse to allow her to take that from me because I believe there's so many other people that need me more than just not just her, but other everybody else. Hello? You got to forgive me. I'm at work on the back sound. Oh, okay. I'm just off so everybody won't hear everything. But um, so that's what I'm going through right now. I just feel like um, what I try to do is I'm just trying to stay in the best frame of mind possible, keep my keep my uh, mind stayed on Jesus, what I'm supposed to be um, doing what I need to do. Um, I, I'm at work mm-hmm. all day. I try to motivate my coworkers that I'm with, the members that I deal with, and um, I feel like that's what God has called me to do, to be that watchman on the tower and make sure that nobody is, is, is in my power, that's within my circle, within I come forth. Because, see, you meet people for a reason. I keep trying to tell people that. When people come into your life, mm-hmm. they come into your life for a reason. It doesn't matter if you have to give them a smile, a good morning, a hello, hold the door for them, whatever it is. Just do it as long right. as it's positive. Right. I, and I tell yeah. people all the time, a lot of times you don't even have to reach out or go out of your rim um, of what you're doing to find people in need right now. You know? That's um, right. I tell people, I hear people all the time say, well, I'm not going to give them any money. They've been sitting on that corner for a long time. Well, that's not for you to worry about. You know, God called us to be givers. Uh, yes, you do have to use your judgment. Yes, you do have to use you know, the best of everything, but come on, we need to really wake up. I think since what's happening is now in the world, what's going on with the presidency and everything, God is calling us all mm-hmm. to come together. And, and, and God has also called us to be the prayer warriors again. And, and, and I hear yeah. people at work go, why always me? Why I'm always have to be the one, Miss Tanya, always have to make people feel better. And I told you, you ever think that God equipped you with that because he knows that he's equipped you with what you have inside to do that? You know what I'm saying? Period. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to be the one to complain all the time? There you go. You know? So that's what I said to I know you, you, you weren't on the line earlier, but one of the things that, that I touched on is we, unfortunately, we are pressure cooker saints. We only come together. We want to stand on the beach and pray just when we know imminent danger is there. So all of a sudden, because we know something catastrophic is supposed to come our way, now we want to get on our post. Now we want to pray. Now we want to come together. No, no, no. We need to be doing this now prior to that thing coming, prior to um, what what the, the weatherman is saying, prior to what the president is saying, prior to um, Kim over in North Korea put, um, putting that bomb off. We need to be preparing for war in the time of peace. So that means that we need to be coming together and standing our ground in solidarity as the body of Christ before things happen. Before things happen, because then we can avert those things from happening. We, we're always, like, pulling up the rear, and all of a sudden, now we know it's coming, so now we want to pray. No, God will lead you. And, sis, I know you know this, and you can bear witness to that. God will lead you to pray over something catastrophic before it ever hits the news. And you can stop that thing, you can turn that thing, and keep it from happening before it even brews. But we've got to get into that place and that mindset that we're going to stay before God, keep our our ear to his breath, to to his heart, 
to know, to hear, to allow him to lead God and direct us in our prayer life. If we spend all of our time just getting before God and praying when we know something is wrong, we have missed the chance and the opportunity for that wrong thing to be stopped before it ever starts. Go ahead. <laughs> that was it. I, I agree with that. And I, I'm sorry, was, was, is DL on the phone today? No, he's not. No, he didn't call Okay, me. and I'll share a mess. Um, but I want to say something to you, sir. Just like with anything else, you know, as they say, preventative medicine. So, yeah. okay, you're not feeling good. You're sick, okay? So, you know, if you keep getting sick long enough, eventually you're going to have to go to the doctors because you're not a doctor mm-hmm. and you can't fix it. We only can do so much with cold medicine over the counter and different things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so mm-hmm. if, you, if you know that you're sick, you're going to go to a doctor to get well. And I'm bringing this right. up for a point. You don't, when it's time for your car note to be due, is it better if you can pay your car note before time or on time? Or do you pay your car note mm-hmm. late all the time? Because if you keep doing okay. that, then you're going to get different results. So what I tell people is that's like prayer and, you know, and anything else. Um, I, I just know, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I keep praying for my 16-year-old all the time. And even though maybe right now in the physical realm, I don't see change. I'm trusting God for whatever he chooses to do, whatever miracle, whatever he chooses to bring forth. I'm trusting God for that. So I start praying before time. I don't pray after the time. I pray for my marriage now. I don't wait until something Mm -hmm. falls apart and then I go, well, let me pray about that right now. And and Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, like Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time when I'm at work, I hear so much. Could you pray for me? Pray for me. You know what I tell them? Do you mind if I pray for you right now? And they'll go, they'll look mm. at me, yeah, I don't mind. And I pray for them right then. Because how many times have you heard, I'm really going through something, pray for me. Okay, I will. And 10 minutes mm-hmm. later, you forget what the name was and who you're it. supposed to be praying for. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I'm going to tell you, like I tell people all the time, I was just in the country a couple of days ago. And, um, and, I, and let me tell you what I told somebody. It's something about that name, Jesus. When I'm at work and mm. I'm really having one of those days and craziness is breaking all out, they, members know me now. They call me in the name of Jesus. Because I don't care if it's the mm. register, y'all. I don't care if it's a contagious member. I don't care what it is. You know what I say? Father, in the name of Jesus. And it seems like mm. it all comes together then. But one thing I mm-hmm. will not and I, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I get tested all the time. Anytime that you make up in your mind to be positive, anytime that you make up in your mind to do the right thing, anytime that you make up in your mind to, to, to run with Jesus all the way, don't think, we say this all the time to everybody, that the enemy is going to let you just do it easily. Oh, yeah, let me leave her alone. Mm-hmm. No, he's going to mm-hmm. attack you the most. But you know what? They right. have a song, a gospel song that says, um, the more you talk, I'm going to stay on my knees. The more you do, I'm mm-hmm. going to stay on my knees. Because I'm on my way up to a higher ground. I'm, I'm on my way up, and I can't turn around. And that was the song yeah. we sang when we was little kids. I'm telling everybody right now, if you don't never hear anything I'm saying to you, you better pay attention to what's going on. You better pay mm-hmm. attention to what's really going on. Pay attention. I don't care. I'm going to put myself out like that, sis. Pay attention to, your, to the president. I tell everybody, is that a wave, or is he saying Heil Hitler? Because I don't know about y'all, but it seems like that ain't a wave to me. It seemed like he holds his mm. hand up like somebody that was familiar in the past to me. No, you can come. Don't call my sister. Call me. And I'm going to tell you just how <laughs> I feel about it. But let me say something to you. You know, we better be really careful when we have somebody that don't mind picking wars with people 
that even though they seem like they're smaller, they be even bigger in certain areas than we are. But you're not caring about all of us. You're just caring about yourself. I feel like God mm. is calling us together as a family, as a union, as a church, as a everything. I'm telling you, we're coming to times right now. It cannot be lukewarm anymore. You're either going to find Mm-mm. a side to be on and stick with it or whatever, because you're going to get speared out. So you're either going to run with Jesus That's all it. the way and trust him. Because, see, I don't – am I ready to die? No. But do I have confidence in knowing that, Father, whatever your will is, if you choose to take me right now? Sis, can I say something real quick, just really quickly? I got to share an experience mm-hmm. that I had and show you how powerful, how good God is. I know we're running out of time. This is powerful. My husband and I were in mm-hmm. the country this week, you guys, in Valdosta, Georgia, where, he, where he's from. And before we left there, I said, I want to go by the graveyard. I want to go see Dad. That's my husband's dad. And um, mm-hmm. I, we go. To, he didn't really want to go, kind of. He looked at me, but we went. And, you know, I'm not a graveyard person, everybody. I'm going to tell you I'm not. But for some reason, I felt like I was led to go. Well, while I was standing there, I'm just looking, and I'm just talking to him, and I'm going, just telling him some things that's going on. And I said, you know what, Lord? I say, Daddy, while you up there in heaven, I need you to talk to the Lord because I need a sign. Lord, I need a sign. Because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing things right. Sometimes I feel like everything's against me. Please let me know Hmm. this is going to be all right. On my way home, literally, you got to hear this. We were coming through, and it's like a road. What One road in, one road out, like a back road. Woods mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. We get, we're mm-hmm. going through. Well, we see this rainbow. Well, in this one area, and everybody know how sometimes even in Florida, sis, because I, I, I lived with you, it could rain in certain patches and no rain on the other patches. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden right. we enter into this big, hard rain. But I said to my husband, is that a rainbow? He said, yeah. I said, but it looks like we get ready to roll, drive into the rainbow. And, you know, when you see a rainbow, mm-hmm. it always seems like it's close, but when you get up to it, it's really far. But you, you literally yesterday, I want to tell everybody about the experience I had. We literally drove through a rainbow. I have never experienced that before in my life. The road wow. literally had gotten to the point where it was orange and yellow, the first ripple of that rainbow. Orange and yellow colors. Wow. It was glaring on the road like it was like gold. It almost scared me so bad. And all I kept saying was, whoa, 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 whoa. I kept saying to my husband, oh, my God. Well, my husband didn't want to tell me at the time, but he told me finally today, he said, I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little scared. And if I didn't know that road, he said, I would have lost control because he said that road was so bright, I couldn't see. And when we made it through that first rainbow, it's almost as if, you guys got to hear me what I'm telling you. I could not even imagine now what it was like to see the burning bush, to sit down and the Lord take a bush that didn't even get burned, didn't even get singed, but Mm. set it on fire to show his glory. Well, when I turned around and I looked at this rainbow and I said to my husband, oh, my God, what just happened? And my husband said, you asked God to show you a sign, didn't you? Well, let me say something to you. I believe this. I believe if you ask God and step out on your faith and truly believe him for what it is and put all that fear behind or whatever it is, I believe that God will show Mm -hmm. you. I believe in my spirit that God will work it out for your good. I believe that God will mm-hmm. move that very thing that's been getting in your way. I truly believe that he will deliver you from those addictions. I believe he will deliver you from that hurt and that pain. But it's truly up mm-hmm. to you again if you want to come out or not. See, some people say one thing with their mouth, and they don't mean it with their spirit or their soul. 
You got to truly mean mm. it. Because, see, sometimes people don't realize that when you pray, prayer ain't all the time about saying anything out your mouth. Sometimes you just got to sit there, close your eyes, shake your head, and internally pray from the inside out. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when I believe that when you connect with God and change comes. When sometimes you just shut your mouth and go from the inside out and say, Father, I trust you. Whatever your will is for my life, I trust you. And mm. that's what I want to say. He doesn't love me any different. He don't love you, sis, any different. I tell people this all nope. the time. He don't love anybody different. That, it, it, you know Mm-mm. what I'm saying? Than anybody else. It's your faith. No. Nope. Of what you that's choose right. to believe in. I'ma shut up. That's right. <laughs> right. Oh, no, that's good. That's good. What an incredible experience. And like you said, he is no respecter of persons. So the same way he answered your prayer and gave you an experience that will never leave you, you ask for a sign. And what better sign than a rainbow, which is the sign of the covenant of God with us, you know, that he would never destroy us again with water. What better um, covenant or sign would that be? So, you know, God, just just to sum everything up, because, yes, we are out of time, but to sum everything up, and all that we have discussed today, the bottom line still remains, God is yet on the throne. God is yet, hallelujah, in control through your lives. Okay, he created you for purpose and destiny. He gave you uh, a a mandate to to rule, to be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue, and to have dominion in this earth realm. That mandate still rests on your life. He put greatness within you. So across all spectrums of what is going on, we have to stop bowing to what the world is saying and allow ourselves to be carried about and and led by what God's word has said. Just one more time, I want to invite you all to join in with us on this 21-day journey of declarations over our lives. Like I said, this is day four, Facebook page, Elder Coilette James. Join us. There's Every day we are posting a new declaration so that we can allow our lives to line up with what God has said in his word about us. Time out for believing the naysayers and the world. Time to believe the very word of God. One thing my pastor says all the time, if you read what is written, you'll hear what is spoken. God bless you. We thank you for joining in with us today. It's been a pleasure and a joy to have you. And we just, we'll see you again next weekend. Have a blessed week, my sister. I love you much. I love you, beautiful. I love you guys. God bless. Let's keep it real.